0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And this is podcast episode 48. And today we are joined by Miss Eva Schubart. And Eva is a speaker, success coach, consultant, and author. Hi, Eva. Hello. How are you? Great to be here. Thank I'm you so honored. much for joining us. Mm-hmm. I'm and honored to have me here. I'm so excited to have you on. So Eva motivates and inspires by sharing her story in a straightforward style together with reflections and exercises. She experienced the law of attraction. She experienced that rather the law of attraction really exists and that it operates in every moment of our lives. Most importantly, she knows how it works and how to apply it, the steps that are needed. As a result, she finally created the life of her dreams. A little bit about, about Eva. She's a mother of two daughters. She was born in Egypt. She's of Czech origin and has been living in the Netherlands for 24 years. That is quite a amazing. <laughs> Republic Netherlands global woman, right? Uh, she, oh, yeah. She's worked in different management areas such as sales, export, and procurement. And she's an example of a single mother living abroad who has achieved a career in higher management in a mass in a masculine technical world. She studied mechanical engineering, and after many challenges in her life, she finally found her purpose to help and inspire people all over the world. And very exciting news: her first book called Sanguine Love will be launched at the end of this summer. So in a few short months. So, don't miss out the early bird discount. Lovely rare birds. You can check that out at www.sanguine-love.com. But Eva will obviously tell us more about that. And Eva, mm-hmm. that's, that's quite an introduction. So, tell us all about you and how you arrived at where you are today. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. So, please share, share with us. Who is Eva?
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Great. Yeah. Who is Eva? Eva. Good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you already told it uh, I, that I was born in Egypt and uh, grown up in Czech Republic. And my birth, uh, which I also described in my first book, which will be launched this summer, uh, describes actually uh, the first seed, the the, the entire seed uh, which um, brought me to, to this earth and somehow uh, all the time when I was talking with my mother about myself that um, I saw myself a little bit different of my brother and sister mm. because I was born in Egypt and actually of Czech origin and at that time, in the 60s, uh, nobody uh, wanted to give a birth
0: in Egypt
1: of mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Uh, all, all women uh, flew back to Czechoslovakia. So, so your,
0: your parents moved to, the, to Egypt from the Czech yeah. Republic? Okay, yeah. to work. I imagine yeah. they, they moved for work, right? Yeah, my,
1: oh. mother, uh, my father worked there as an engineer. Uh, right. He worked uh, the, at the university. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my mother and uh, my sister, my brother, because they're older than me, they moved there. And then uh, I am the youngest one of uh, three siblings. So, um, uh, yeah, this this is how my life uh, started. And then uh, in 1969, when uh, the Russian troops... uh, um, across the border of Czechoslovakia we had to to come back and this uh, even this historical even it's actually this year it will be 50 years ago from 1958 that it really paved paved the the future for a lot of Czechs and it also affected not only my family as well the family of so, so many Czechs, students, children, a lot of people because of uh, starting of clo- closed, cr- uh, closed borders mm. and, uh, communism. Mm. and communism. And communism, uh, the live in communism. On the one hand, what I also described in my book was that on the one hand in uh, happiness and joy uh, because the health system, the schooling system was very good. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, uh, in lies, uh, no, no freedom, mm-hmm. uh, the border was closed, mm-hmm. everybody was living in fear. Mm-hmm. And I have a nice
0: definition of fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, you say, when, you say no, when you say no freedom, yeah. you, give us an idea of what, what freedom, not having freedom meant. In, in your yeah country.
1: everybody was in fear uh, about what 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 to say because mm. you had to be politically very very correct so sure. this is one example second example is uh, what I also describe in my book is entering the church it was not possible at all to sure. enter the church yeah. because when you wanted to go to study you couldn't enter the church it was the opposite way of to be political correct <clears throat> so my mother had really huge problems because she was a teacher mm-hmm. at gymnasium mm-hmm. a teacher of German language mm-hmm. and uh, at the time it was impossible really impossible to to enter the church so it also somehow uh, the mentality of a Czech people uh, was paved like this. And, um, you know, usually in Western Europe, we got the uh, the pattern of you are like this or you behave like this. But when you understand a bit of history, you also understand Um, somehow the behavior patterns Mm. of uh, each nationalities Mm. and this is actually also what uh, somehow is already uh, fading nowadays because we are two three generations ahead Mm. but somehow it's it's still there and um, yeah, I I don't know if you want to know more about because I'm now talking about the past.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I just I just thought it was it, it 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 would sort of enhance who you are and your experience because some of our listeners, myself included, may not mm-hmm. necessarily understand what that is like if we don't come from that kind of background. So it's always good to give people an idea of where you were coming from and your background. And mm-hmm. I think that really sheds some light on. On your experience and your journey and who and who you are today, but yeah. um, I really want to get into the topic because it's so exciting and I know you do as well. And mm-hmm. the topic is the law of attraction and self love. Yeah. So yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And just to 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 start and to miss maybe to, to finish about uh, this this journey, you know, mm. from uh, from the communist society to the Netherlands. Mm. And no possibilities of study. Um, just to give you an example, uh, my father was an engineer, and he also wanted me to be an engineer and mm. At the time, there was no possibilities to, to enter study you really wanted, for instance, uh, foreign a trade, uh, something like this it, uh, or marketing it, do, it did not exist mm. and Only what counted was to get a good marks. It's still till nowadays Mm -hmm. and to get a job and to be an expert. Mm. But nowadays uh, also for our children, the creativity is really killed. And I was quite a good singer and I also played a theater uh, and I wanted to have a creative job and as well something with languages. And it was fully killed so I became an engineer was I happy of course not and Mm. this is also something what I want to introduce about the law of attraction and self-love why I actually started to investigate why I started to study because I really wanted to uh, discover my true potential Mm. as well Marian Williamson also says hmm. that a lot of us uh, is missing our true potential and wasting our true potential. Definitely. And when we are wasting our true potential, we are also wasting our life.
0: But it's difficult, you know, and that this gets into yeah. the conversation of yeah, of, of yeah. purpose and so on. But it's yeah. very hard because we don't learn how to find our purpose you know most of us we we mm-hmm. grow up we go to school we're told to study we're told you know if we come from you know most of us come from more decent families you study hard you work mm-hmm. hard you get a good job you live a good life there's no manual there's no only recently are we hearing these conversations about you know growth mindset and, and figuring out who you are and knowing your purpose this wasn't the kind of thing that the most of us grew up with and i think it's very difficult for people who yeah. who to, to figure out who they are and their purpose in yeah. life it's just it's just yeah. a hard thing it's a hard thing we don't yeah. school. our parents many of us our parents don't tell us that right so
1: yeah and but you're absolutely it's...
0: right you're absolutely right with everything you said about it yes And
1: usually it's um, when we face a lot of challenges. Some of us face more, Mm. some of us less. Mm. And when we get more and more challenges on our plate, then somehow we start to be awakened. What's going on? Do I get signs from the universe? do i have to change something or not it's Mm -hmm. you know it's like the same when we start a relationship Mm -hmm. and we divorce and then we start again a relationship usually men you know he Mm -hmm. they cannot be alone women they can be more alone
0: I, I would agree there because it just seems like women are you know women get into that space that zone where they can be by themselves for quite a long time and yeah but it always seems like men need to have someone around don't they
1: <laughs> yes 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 but what I wanted to say men, is men, male
0: listeners please don't get upset it's just my <laughs>
1: <opinion>. <laughs> no they will not but usually what I want is to say that we have a repetitive habit. Mm. And what I mean with repetitive habit, that we will repeat the same till the point we learn that we have to change something within us. Otherwise, we get the same, the same, the same, and the same again. Because I am really the example of um what i got what i really did not want and i can give you an example of myself i am quite extrovert person okay quite energetic and my ex husband was quite introvert mm. so i really attracted um a, yeah emotive uh, closeness uh somehow um man with low Uh, emotional intelligence Mm. and this was for me also an eye-opener that it's not that i have to point with my hand and the other one uh, but i have to point on myself and look within myself and it's also a part of of the self-love but first of all just let me short tell you something about the law of attraction because this yes, is please. the subject of this what, today.
0: What is the law of attraction first? Yeah. Yeah. It, how does it work? We hear so much about it. You, there's so many skeptics mm. out there. They don't believe this law of attraction is true. So it's shed some light on it for us, please.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of definitions mm-hmm. about the law of attraction, but To give you a short definition is a a universally applicable law that states Mm. that uh, similar types of energy attract each other. So Mm. in simple
0: words,
1: it can be like attracts like.
0: And what Um, you give off is what you get back in return.
1: Yeah, definitely. What you focus on expands. Becomes your Uh,
0: reality. Mm.
1: Very simple. Karma Mm. uh, coincidence, Mm. it's meant to be, Mm. and a lot of us know the law of attraction uh, from 2006 uh, from the film, from the movie
0: The Secret. secret. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and however, the principles of the law of attraction have been mentioned in the ancient writings such as the Bible
0: already. Of course. And so the, so many, yeah. So many, so many ancient, very ancient, uh, religious, yeah. and mythology, yeah. have all been talking about this, this energy of life, you know, that mm-hmm. if you, you're vibrating at a low level, you're obviously going to attract things at a low level. And yes, about raising your yes. spirit. It's just being, it almost seems like it's just the same thing being recycled in different ways as we go through time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Probably uh, people who, who are more in the technical field or field of quantum physics, yeah. we all know that everything is the energy, everything.
0: Sure, energy of life. Yeah.
1: Nikola Tesla was also a, a good good example, you know, because uh, not only the, the, the energy field, but also the mental energy.
0: Of course. Um, I mean even, even atheists, they may not believe in God yeah. or, or something, but if they believe in science, they'll say to you, I'm not a religious person, but I definitely believe in energy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and think- you probably know that the most highly successful people in history make also use of the law of attraction. Mm, okay, really? Yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. I can mention the very, very popular book. Uh, The Science of Getting Rich of Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. He did research on approximately 500 most influential Americans in his area. Mm -hmm. And uh, he learned from uh, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, and... uh, his book uh became really a bestseller and it's yeah, quite an old book i think some it's been written in in 1930 or 35 37 something like this okay and um uh this this uh i with this i also would like to mention something about the the quantum physics because um, the The definition of the law of attraction is that we create our right. own reality mm. and that we attract what we are and not what we want. Wow. That what we want, we have to reflect. And there is a really a coincidence with the quantum success so let me explain it to be to you a bit everything starts in our mind so the quantum mind and the law of attraction are inseparable inseparable sorry my english because it's no, not my mind. <laughs> no
0: that's completely fine we yeah. are and perfectly
1: when i first got in touch with quantum physics uh, when i first uh, got in touch was during my study of quantum physics and law of attraction uh in the united states states by Christy whitman she was really it's incredible law of attraction coach and i really had to dig deep and the principles of energy and consciousness open my eyes for a world of possibilities uh, which i n- never been aware. Okay. So what you do consciously and with energy affects all your experience.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, that... Also, techniques and processes become available which can influence emotions uh, towards a more desirable and positive emotion because you know what the word emotion means emotion, it's the energy and the motion. Then you get emotion. So, some definitions to give you. Of quantum success are that the thoughts are also vibrations. Yeah. And during our day, we have around uh, fifty till eighty thousand scientists say uh, thoughts. Okay.
0: And eighty percent of our thoughts are negative thoughts. Can you right. imagine? Yeah, and, it's, and they come from, I think it's, what is it that we operate mostly in our, is it our subconscious mind? Is, is that how it yeah. works? I was reading about it. And a lot of those negative thoughts are just based on experiences. So it's like our computer, uh, the subconscious mm. mind just regenerating those things over and over again, and that they're not actually real. So when you get them, you need to, you need to almost yeah. tell yourself, this isn't real, this isn't real. You know, it's just your brain's way of protecting you. Or, or, so I've read, I've read up a bit about it, but it's, it's, it's a very fascinating field, you know? Yeah, because the thoughts that we have
1: are chained vibrations, which we send to the universe, which resonates in the same frequency. Okay. And attraction, which um in the end creates what we experience in our reality
0: okay mm. i can
1: repeat it it's um yes, it's so so maybe easier way all things broken down to its bare form are energy and vibrations right what i said thoughts
0: are also vibration so, you, you said something very profound earlier. We attract who and what we are, but not necessarily what we want. Yeah. That is quite deep because there's so many of us living our lives day to day, just running around doing our, our routines, or many of us are in um, just kind of mechanical mode, you know, like machines, like monotons. And you're saying that people are coming into our lives and things are happening to us based on what we're giving off and not necessarily what we deeply desire and that's Mm -hmm. quite sad when you think about it yeah and yeah (laughs) that's very sad and i and i've experienced that myself you know you're you're in auto drive and you're just living your life and then one day it just slaps you in the face this is Mm -hmm. not who i am this is not what i want and i guess that's what you've referred to as the awakening But why does it have to always, not all the time, but why do you believe it always has to take something really bad or an individual hitting rock bottom before they realize, wow, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my purpose. This is who I am. Why can't we just live our lives knowing this? Why does it always have to take a bad experience?
1: Yeah, because, uh, you know, we all live in our old habits. Patterns Mm. and people who don't believe in the law of attraction, they also don't usually don't believe in themselves, and they Mm. say, "Yeah, but somehow it doesn't work because I want to be a millionaire and I want to have a big house and a, a huge car in front of the house and." great holiday but it doesn't happen and i make the vision board and visualization and it doesn't happen
0: but those things i feel are just the external aspects of the law of attraction that you know yeah the yeah because and all stuff. it's it's nice and fluffy but it's there's no depth to it is there yeah
1: because we uh, usually don't understand it mm. and it's not about what we want but it's about what kind of feeling do we have what we want
0: and who we are and who we we are
1: like the boomerang what we are sending out we are getting back and Mm. usually when we put also the word not or don't Mm. we get the same back. so I don't like myself I'm not pretty enough.
0: Mm. Of course, the universe will answer. Of course, you are and when, not. And when, and when you think you're not pretty, you act like you're not pretty. Because then your body mm. language says you're not pretty. You don't, you're you not confident. You don't navigate the world in a positive way. You would shy away from things. You distance yourself because you've told yourself, I'm not pretty.
1: Yeah, yeah. And now we can jump into why is it so important to love yourself? And some people say to me, yeah, but it's something with narcissism and so on. Oh, and not, I at say, not
0: at all. Not at
1: all. Not self at all. Self-love
0: self love is the most important love. Because if you don't love yourself, yeah. you can't love other people. There's nothing narcissistic about it at all. I, I don't agree with that. Not at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about uh, being self-conscious, Mm. Putting yourself first and not to please everybody. Mm. And we women are so good in feeling not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you as a single mom of two beautiful daughters, I face this very often.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: I couldn't say no Um, I started to please everybody that everybody will like me but actually when you are acting like this Hmm. then you are fully fully disconnected
0: from but you know yeah there's an entire uh, commercial profit generating industry based on women not being good enough so Mm -hmm. Even when you feel good about yourself, you get out into the society and it starts telling you you're not good enough. And you almost believe that. (laughs) Yeah. You you start believing that. But you know, something I, when you said self-love is about putting yourself first, I'm so glad that you said that because I feel like, again, this, this commercialization of self-love, it's become, I see a lot of things where it's become, okay, self-care day where I'm going to wash my hair and I'm going to get my hair done and do my nails. And those things are great but they're external. I mean, you can be well put together and you can be the most beautiful, attractive person. But to me, that's not what self-love is about. I feel Mm -hmm. like more about, again, it goes back to, How do you treat yourself? How do you talk to yourself? What are your standards? What are your values? What kind of people are you allowing into your life? What is the message that you're sending to the world about who you are? And I think that's more of what self-love is. Learning to say no, learning to stand up for yourself, learning to deeply, deeply be connected with yourself. And I think that's more important than wearing a nice pair of shoes or new varnish, you know? Because all of that stuff at the end of the day does not mean that you love yourself. You just look good. (laughs) But you don't really love yes, yourself. Yes,
1: and, and just, 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 to, yeah, that's very, that's very beautiful what you are saying. Let yeah. me give you an example. Yeah. I remember myself from the past, and it's a lot of women, a lot of women do the same. Yeah. When I'm asking you, what a lovely dress you are wearing today, and a lot of women answer, oh, it was on a sale mm. or yes. just a normal dress, instead of, look when when men will answer thank you yeah you know and we, yeah. oh just it was on a sale somehow like uh, uh, that we are afraid to say that we actually bought something we wanted for so long yeah. <laughs> that we have to to starve
0: uh, for uh, for a while or something mm-hmm. like that Well, maybe because we're raised to be a bit more humble and demure. And that's not always a bad thing. But I do agree with you that there are times where you just have to claim it and say, you know what? Thank you so much. It's my favorite dress.
1: (laughs) Yes, because we are all great people. We all are unique. Yeah. But um, we often just don't know it ourselves.
0: Yeah. But I think all of us have, as women, have battled with our own self-esteem issues and our own low self-worth issues. I don't know any woman that has not I think we just deal with it in different ways and perhaps it it comes and goes at different stages in our lives. Do you believe there's ever a point where you can get to in your life where you are completely and totally aligned with yourself, 100% in love with yourself and just, I guess that's the point where you find your purpose, right? And that's when you're out there. Mm just navigating life in the most purposeful way is is that when you when you would say you've reached that you know that point of okay I really love myself now is that how you would define sort of the the optimal moment of or experience of of self-love
1: yeah I think that that it's possible on the other hand Mm -hmm. I say I am uh, I am learning my whole life and I'm still on my journey and I, I really believe that it's, it's possible when you are very often in silence, in mm-hmm. silence with yourself,
0: sure. when
1: you are also happy to be alone with mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. start to meditate. And if it's meditation too difficult, it was also be, very difficult for me in the beginning, Mm. then just to start with affirmation to mm. listen to a lovely music it's already mm. enough just to disconnect because usually in our western world or where i live mm. uh, it's it's quite tough
0: oh yeah i think really. every, everywhere for every woman it's yeah tough. yeah everywhere yeah. everywhere because
1: i really truly believe that Women can change the world.
0: I agree too. We I agree.
1: We really have a huge empathy, which also brings alignment in yeah. corporate, in business, everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: But till now, we were ruled by the masculine world. Yeah. And a lot of women who also enter the management position somehow copy the man. Of course. And it's hard to behave like men.
0: Of course. Well, yeah. you know, women, because women are rewarded. When you're in the yeah. corporate world, you are rewarded when you operate in your masculine. That's yeah. how it works. So if you are getting the promotion, if you are getting the high five, so to speak, if you're getting the job well done, if you're getting the increase in your pay because you operate in your masculine, why would you stop? You know, and there's nothing wrong with operating in the masculine, but it's about having that balance, I think, between the masculine and the feminine. And I think. When you're in that zone where you're always in your masculine energy, I think sometimes it can be very difficult to detach from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It can, it can be very hard.
1: Maybe still one very nice example of practicing self-love is a very lovely one of mm-hmm. Louise Hay, one of the biggest inspirational and spiritual teachers Mm. she passed away last year, the same period, the same age as my mother
0: isn't it coincidence I know and she was she I, I used to um listen to a lot of her stuff she's quite an inspirational woman as well yeah
1: yeah, yeah. her mirror work mm. so I wanted to mention her mirror work and mm. uh, when you stand in front of a any mirror it can be also your mobile phone mm. and you take a deep breath in Hmm. and deep breathing and looking straight into the mirror and saying, I love you. I know how difficult it can be to say to yourself that you love yourself and your name. Hmm. And this is really uh, the intention, um, how you feel how you feel about yourself.
0: But there's there's a lot of inner work required to get to this point. And and it's not a point, it's a continual process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's okay,
1: you know, that that it's not possible to say it. It's okay. It's okay at that moment. We don't need to force anything. Yeah. When we start to be aware of it, We start to create something more abundant Mm -hmm. because everything starts within ourselves. And this technique also will help us to find Mm -hmm. our true self, our inner beauty. And not only mm, to look at our imperfections. I love this affirmation of Audrey Hepburn, Mm -hmm. the word imperfect. What actually does the word imperfect means? I am perfect, imperfect. I am perfect. I love it. Yeah. Just to accept the way we are. I'm also getting older. I get wrinkles. So what? It's yeah. only the number.
0: Yeah. It's just how we look at things. Yeah. It will come back to us. Yeah, it does. But it but you know, it's um like like we said earlier, it's 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 very difficult. And you know, I, I feel like some of the, the most beautiful people that I, I have ever met in my life are the people who, mm-hmm. are, who have found out why they're here on this planet and they're just in the zone. I find them to be the most beautiful people ever. I remember being at a conference and someone said, how do you define beauty? And there were uh, lots of different people in the room, different ages, ethnicities, backgrounds, everything. And mm-hmm. it's so funny how... The younger people in the room were like, Oh, well, beauty is you know, nice hair, nice skin. Da, da, da. <laughs> and yeah, the, the people who were kind of you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, they had a completely different, different, different definition of beauty. And I remember saying, You know, when I was in my 20s, it was all about the nice hair and the nice skin and all that stuff. But I think it mm-hmm. evolves with time. Maybe for some people, I don't know. And I said to me, You know, beauty is when you sit down and you talk to someone and you realize how inspiring they are because they're just in this place and they radiate because they're just so passionate about whatever it is that they're doing again going back to finding that purpose and I feel like you that glow is almost that self-love radiating from from that individual and I think that's really really beautiful because oftentimes you don't meet a lot of people like that
1: yeah definitely it's like uh, with the relationship Mm. the outer world Mm. will bring us together but the inner world keep Mm. us together and mm. you know it's what's the definition of beauty i can give you an example of um, uh, a next uh, great spiritual teacher donald welsh and his book uh, talking with god
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. conversation. Oh a friend friend sent me the audio of that recently. I haven't gotten to it yet, but she she tells me I must listen to it. Yeah,
1: definitely. You know, and that's actually what we think about ourselves. We are not. Mm. And we are led by social media about what's what's about beauty. But how do we know? How do we know? So it's, it's also a very interesting question to ourselves. Yes. How right. we define the beauty, how we define the perfection Definitely. when we don't accept ourselves as we
0: are. So do we just have it all wrong then? Is our society completely screwed up and we, mm-hmm. need, we need to just break away from all of these conventions and define things for ourselves and, and all of that? Is, is that do, you, do you believe that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I truly believe in and, you know, after a lot of crises we mm. had uh, the past years, mm. more and more people really strive th- to something different, starting to transform their lives and also to, to tend to live a more abundant life. Because when we realize why we are here on this planet, it's not about our car. Of course, it's great. We have to have uh, a staff to live.
0: Yeah, of course. But when I'm talking
1: about the people, uh, for instance, in less rich countries than in the Netherlands, Mm. they are happier. Because I also last spoke about the depression and happiness. The happiness is flattered from the year 1950. Can you imagine it? And we are wealthier, but we are not happier.
0: No, we're, we're, the West is actually, people in the West are actually very, very miserable. I mean, the research shows that the facts are there. These are extremely wealthy nations, but people are miserable. So mm-hmm. there's no correlation between material wealth and, uh, and happiness. And, you know, it's, it's funny because <laughs> I'm, I teach, as you know. And just today, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I was teaching my students, we were discussing the paradox, the paradox of life. And I said, I think uh, there was a comment I made about the, ri- the, richer, ma- the richer man is actually poorer than the poor man or something like that. And some mm-hmm. of my students, they argued to the T. No way, teacher, no way, no way, no way. Rich people are much happier than poor people. And I thought, okay, you're still young, but you'll see. <laughs> you know, In their minds, they really believe that if you have money, that makes you happy. And I said, but some of the richest people in the world will tell you it's not the money that's going to make you happy. But they have, they have they've convinced themselves, and I guess it's what they're being told as well, that having a nice car, having a nice house, and all of these external things Versus the authentic things inside of you are it's what's going to make you happy. And I may, I remember saying to them, what if you have all of these things and you've got nobody to share it with? Oh, well, mm-hmm. you can buy your friends. You can. <laughs> they were just being silly. And but it just it, this is the paradox of life that really yeah. and truly it's not about the material wealth, not that these things aren't desirable and not that you shouldn't have them. If you have both, it's, it's even perfect, right? Maybe if that's yeah. what you want. But it's not striving for the, the the material success that's really going to make you yeah. happy at the end of the day. And do
1: you know why? Because mm. we, we compare and we compete all the time.
0: And then it's, it's never, you're never going to be satisfied. It's always the yeah. next thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So how do we know?
0: <laughs> As human beings, I think we've got something deeper inside of us that wants to connect. And I think you can have all of those things, but if you don't have that human connection with people, you, you you feel very empty, you know. Look yeah. at how many wealthy people commit suicide. Look at how many. I think it was Jim Carrey that made a statement that said, you know, I wish everybody could get wealthy so they would realize that that's not what it's about. If you've got very yeah. rich people like Jim Carrey and Warren Buffett telling us this, and 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 uh, you know Virgin Virgin CEO Richard Branson, all the wealthy people, Oprah <laughs> telling us this, why don't yeah. why don't we believe? It's also
1: them? using the law of attraction, yeah, of course,
0: yes. of course. Mm-hmm yeah
1: definitely I I I truly admit that um, that nowadays uh, people when I ask how are you doing a lot of people uh, answer me I'm fine and with this I am fine they just don't don't want to express themselves and when we are not expressing ourselves We are suppressing ourselves Mm. and usually that leads to depression because a lot of people are not able to express themselves, their Mm. inner world, their um, emotions. Mm. And when we admit that, of course, it's human that we don't feel 365 days oh great of course that we also sometimes have days that we feel less when we admit then it's okay yeah but usually we say no it's okay everything is fine we're why fine do,
0: why do we do that is it because we we don't want to burden others or is it because yeah, we don't our society be the reality from us of life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
1: We want to compare with the neighbor. He is so happy mm-hmm. uh, all the time. So we have to be as well. What's telling us the television?
0: Mm. television? That's, not, that's not the real world. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's even the most purpose-driven content yeah. person still has down days. You know? no, no one is yeah. high every single day. <laughs> it's just impossible. Yeah, <laughs> Especially as <is>. women, <laughs> hormonally, it's just not going to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah
1: definitely so these are really very very simple ways how how can we really connect with ourselves how can be more happy about ourselves
0: yeah and as for our audience who are all female entrepreneurs early stage women entrepreneurs how can they use the law of attraction and self-love as they start to build their businesses because like we discussed before we started recording so many women the women of today starting businesses they don't want to um, how do you say um, try uh, break their lives up, uh, compartmentalize their lives into business versus personal life they want to kind of bring it all together so mm-hmm. how how can how can these women use these different tools and things that you're talking about to lead more Holistic lives, business lives, building the businesses, personal lives, relationships, etc.
1: So let me share with you, just to be very simple, Mm -hmm. three important questions to start with as an exercise. Okay. What do I want? And then specifically on the area, what we want relationship business work education and so on Mm. the next question why do i want it
0: Mm. simon sinek start with the why yeah start with why simon sinek yes, start with Uh why uh-huh he's great (laughs) yeah and then the third question
1: What what kind of feeling do I want to have when I reach this? What kind of feeling do I want to have when I reach this? Very important. Mm. Because remember what I said at the beginning? It's not about what I want. It's about my feelings what i want mm. and this is very beautiful about the law of attractions and of course there are some other laws which are connected with the law of attraction to understand it fully so as the law of uh, creation deliberate creation the law of detachment but Maybe we can talk about it the next time. And then, you know, then you start to understand better how really the law of attraction can work for you. But these three questions hmm. are the starting
0: point. And how, how can you, and, and this applies to business as well, building your business? Of course. Of course. Okay. Of course. Of course. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And I'm,
1: usually, you know, it's, it's the same when we have uh, some lists and the New Year in January. You mean say, uh, okay. New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I don't believe in those, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one keeps those.
1: <laughs> when we don't put it on writing, nothing will happen. And usually, it takes at least 40 days. It's also a very nice one Mm -hmm. to use the new habit. Mm. So we have to repeat, we have to write down to journal, journal
0: every day. Mm. Okay, and how on a day-to-day basis, building your business, how can how can one use self-love? Is it as simple as sometimes firing your clients because they're not seeing <laughs> you, they're not responding. Is it as big as saying, you know what, I'm going to step into this space and really charge what I think I'm worth for my consulting or for my research or for my product or whatever, ever it is. Is that practicing self love as well in your business? You know,
1: it's a part of our life. And of course, I have also clients, I am waiting, they don't show up. It's a part of our life. But it's about what kind of intention do we put in the morning? Mm. So, how do we start our day? When we brush our teeth, we look in the mirror, we look deeply in our eyes. How do we start the morning?
0: What? Ariana Huffington talks a lot about that. She says she starts every morning with her intentions. She's yes, like, I set my intention and I thought, wow, that's yes. incredible. <laughs> every morning yes. so she does that.
1: And you know, John Lennon said that usually we have some plans mm-hmm. and when and life is going different way when we are busy making other plans. Mm. It said John Lennon.
0: Mm. So
1: don't be distracted that some things are going different way. It also depends on our trust.
0: Yeah, because and you've got to give up control of trying to control everything and trust the process, don't you? Trust yes. Things are going to yes. work out because you've set your intentions or because you're, you're, you feel like you're in the right place and you're doing the right yeah. things. Yeah. And from that point, we
1: can deliberately create it's really what we want. So what we want, why do we want it? And what kind of feeling do we want to have?
0: It's really the, the authentic power versus the external yeah. power. But Definitely. external power is so attractive. It's so easy. It feeds the ego. It's good, you know? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want that? But the authentic power has a lot of depth to it, I think. Yeah. And it's it's much harder and it's it's much more complicated and i think you really have to face your own ugly truths about yourself in order to to tap into that authentic power and maybe that's why it's so challenging for so many of us
1: yeah it's also very very challenging for a lot of my clients you know to break this habit yeah. to really uh, see the alignment Mm. Uh, When uh, they want to grow the business, when they want to know more about themselves or struggling with a relationship. Mm. Uh, These are really, truly examples of uh, where we find ourselves
0: in our true potential. Do you think you can find yourself in a relationship, in a romantic relationship?
1: Yes, but it's a, another subject mm. uh, something about, <laughs> about, <laughs> about soulmates, you know, and about attraction of, of our ideal partner. Mm. And it starts again mm. with our own attraction. So how do we see ourselves? When we define ourselves, when we look in ourselves, when, for instance, when we are not happy with ourselves as we are, when we say, Oh, I have short legs, or I have, uh, I don't know, a spot on my face, mm. and all the time looking at the flaws, mm. so we usually attract the same. Mm. And it starts with, uh, with high self-esteem, with uh, confidence about ourselves.
0: Actually, do you think there's a thin line, though, between confidence and arrogance? Because I think there's so much of confidence sometimes that, that, that is uh, from the process of just constantly putting yourself out there and, and pushing out who you are, which is okay. But then there's, I think there's also quiet confidence, which is very self-assured and which can also be very reserved. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes there's that thin line between am I confident or am I just again yeah, looking for external power, which is coming across as arrogant. Yeah,
1: I can tell you there is a really huge difference between authentic confidence mm-hmm. and Ego-minded, minded.
0: Right. yeah, basically being yeah. because of the ego. And
1: then it's really arrogant. Mm. And it also depends um, on a country. Every mm. country has their own values.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so it's it's really huge difference. And I live in several countries and I can tell you um there are different values in the Netherlands and Germany just comparing two countries and you can say oh it's almost the, uh, the same
0: it's mm-hmm. not and it's you know you look at countries like in North America like the United States where mm-hmm. it's very much about putting yourself out there and showing mm-hmm. who you are and talking up who you are and then yeah you places far east, like China and Japan and South Korea, where that is actually seen as vulgar. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And Europe, it's just something between.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Europe is kind of in between. But I I think Britain, Britain is kind of coming a bit more like North America, I think, just a little bit. But I think Finland, Europe is definitely still kind of in the middle but it's such extremes between North America and the, and the Far East. I mean, here where I live in China, you don't talk about yourself. You don't, you don't go on about yourself. You don't introduce yourself as with all of your accolades and everything that you've done. It's just not what people do.
1: Yeah. In my society, neither. It, it was the same.
0: Yeah. yeah. We were not talking about ourselves at all. Because it's seen as, it's seen, they, they see it as an embarrassment. Like, why would you want to do that? You know, it's kind of just get on with it, what you have to do and Mm -hmm. let the success almost speak for itself. Um, But I think each society has its pros and its cons. And I think at the end of the day, it's all about having that balance with everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because we all have talents and we all are unique. We only have to say it. And it doesn't matter if you are extrovert or introvert. It Mm -hmm. really doesn't matter at all
0: because
1: mm. we all are talented absolutely, and we don't need to, to to study several
0: MBAs for it it's true you know it's true unless you really want to I mean you know
1: yes of unless, course unless everything is fine
0: yes 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 so tell us about yeah. your book Eva what should we expect oh. what is it about where can we go to buy it hot off the press in uh maybe what two months or so
1: Yes, it will be launched uh, in India because um, I have a, uh, yes publisher in India in New Delhi. So I'm nice. really, really, very excited about it. Okay. I will launch there end of this year, and I will launch in the Netherlands end of the summer. Okay. And the book uh, is called Sanguine Love. Okay. And you probably would like to know what sanguine
0: means. Well, we have some idea, but tell us just tell us generally what the book is about.
1: Yeah, the book is um, um, about my journey from Egypt mm. to Czechoslovakia mm. and then uh, Netherlands. Mm. So, partly my life. Uh, the first 50 years of my life because I already turned 50 Yay. yes and then my transformation um, and the teachings of the several universal laws and the law of attraction combined with uh, reflections conclusions and exercises mm. and Finding True Sanguine Love is the center theme of this book. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, you can um, subscribe for the Aligbar discount on
0: www.sanguinelove.com. So sanguine, hopeful love, optimistic love. Yes. Love that yes. is the best kind of love. Yes, definitely. Because we have
1: four... Uh, uh, different um, temperaments uh, mm-hmm. in um, in our personality, mm-hmm. and um, uh, these these are um, sanguine. Um, I don't know it out of my head. Mm-hmm. Sanguine, melancholic, sanguine, uh, phlegmatic, sanguine, choleric, and still one. So we can also yeah somebody who wants to google it just look at their own temperament so sanguine is very old world and it's it has been already used uh, as a word of red chalk so it's like my old soul which i am which has been already seeded in Egypt, and then went to Czechoslovakia, and then to the Netherlands. So, uh, the name of the book was for me very clear.
0: Mm. About,
1: yeah, because I love the word "sanguine love." Um, uh, preferably, of uh, to name the book "self love" because some people connect self love with narcissism. We yeah. know that it's not. Yeah. But in some countries can do. Yes, yes, of course. is more coherent. It's more like that we are happy. We are in alignment. Uh, We cherish our life. We enjoy ourselves. We also enjoy other people.
0: Mm. We are in balance, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what parting words do you have for our lovely rare birds? What words of encouragement, advice? What would you like to, to leave them with in terms of um, love, attraction and self-love?
1: I would like to say that, uh, of course, uh, I don't give
0: advice. I know I don't either. I think it's, so, it's so strange because you... I feel like anything you say, it's only coming from your journey and everybody's got to live their own journey, you know? So I I try to say, okay, well, this has been my experience. Maybe you can Mm -hmm. learn a thing or two, but everybody's got to live their own life, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I think that what I already said before, that to starting with these three questions, what I already mentioned are Mm. very good starting point. So what do I want, uh, why I want it, and what kind of feeling do I want to have? Mm. Because uh, the, the law of attraction really delivers uh, all the time both what is wanted and what is unwanted. Mm. And to, mm. to give maybe an advice is a very good one, which yeah. I want to mention at, uh, at the end is wherever you put A word don't or not, Mm -hmm. that means that you are sending a signal to the universe, Mm. and this signal will come back to you. Okay. So when you are saying I'm not good enough, the universe will reply, Of course, you are not (laughs) enough. You are right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know it, you know, when you really when you wrap your head around this concept, I find it quite scary. I find it quite scary that you can have so much control over your own thoughts in that way. Yeah.
1: But we don't need to be obsessed about it. Yeah. And this is also something about the love detachment when we have a desire, really, really burning a desire. Mm. We also have to be detached of it.
0: Mm. Otherwise,
1: it will also not work for us. Mm. It's like that we are somehow obscene. (gasps) I need to have it. I need to have it. Yes, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. (laughs) And when it's like this, it also doesn't work at all. So when we want to create, we also have to have the space to detach of it. And we have to have our trust. Trust of the creation. Trust of the process. Trust of the journey. So that's what I would like to give to the listeners.
0: Great. You know, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us, for sharing with us, for coming on, for giving me this time. I want to also thank you for all the work that you are doing. Uh, Just commend you for it. I think we can never have enough love. You know, I think we need more and more and more and more and more love. We can never talk about love too yeah. much. So yeah. it's, such, it's such a great opportunity to be able to infuse this, this concept into this um, this podcast series and, and really generate some conversations around law of attraction and self-love and perhaps dispel some myths about what isn't and what isn't and maybe get some people to explore more about, like you said, quantum physics and the brain, because it is a very fascinating area. And um, all the work that you do is really great. So thank you so much. You are appreciated. And it was really, really nice speaking with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much uh, to having me on your podcast. My pleasure,
0: my pleasure. And to all the lovely rare birds who were listening, that was Miss Eva Schubert. And where can people find you, Eva? Would you mind? Do you want to give us an email address or or are you just happy for individuals to go to your sanguine-love.com website yes, to find you? So
1: one way. And the second way, it's on www.evaschubert.com
0: perfect.
1: And uh, If somebody wants to know more or to have an initial call, it's all the time possible. Just uh, book an initial call and I will reach on you. So this mm-hmm. is another possibility.
0: Absolutely. And I really want to have you back on because we must have a conversation about women entrepreneurs and romantic relationships. I would love to hear your view on that. And I think that would be a very, another interesting conversation to have. So mm-hmm. please promise me that you'll come back again at some point and we can have that conversation.
1: Definitely.
0: About our choices. Absolutely. And so
1: uh, about our deliberate
0: creation. Oh, my about God. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. okay. okay Thank you very much. I hope you have heard something from this conversation that has inspired you. Or motivated you. Eva is a very inspiring woman, obviously very knowledgeable. So do go out and visit her website and get her book when it comes out. And until the next podcast, bye for now. See you. See you. Bye.